Okay, you get the point. Hi, it's Marilee. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, we're here. It's episode three. Um, so yeah, this was a gr- another great episode this week. So I can't wait to divulge. Um, we are going to discuss um, with one of my dear friends, um, Chelsea Hall, um, who is an avid Bachelor watcher. And so uh, today we're going to as always, deep dive into what is going on on the show, um, hear her opinions. Um, we love to analyze these people, so get ready for some deep diving. And, um, and then I'm going to do the um, Where Are They Now segment, and today we're going to do it on Michelle Money. So get ready. That's what you have in store. So I now have on the line Chelsea Hall. Uh, Chelsea, say hey, and uh, can you introduce yourself to uh, my listeners? Sure. Um, I'm Chelsea Hall. I am an actor, uh, jewelry maker, uh, writer in California, but soon to be relocating to the East Coast. Woohoo! East Coast! Woohoo! Yes, very excited. So actually, I don't know if my listeners know this. Um, side story, guys. So when I first started this podcast, I was actually living in Miami in the southeast. But I since have relocated back to New York City. So now, it's crazy how the world works. And now Chelsea and I, who are both like in hot, hot weather, and you in California, and me in Miami, now we're both going to be in the northeast. And yeah, it's it, this is the first time since since college. college. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We won't say how long great. ago that was. So you no, can we won't. if you stalk us hard enough, you'll figure it out. But um. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, I'm so excited for all of the shenanigans we're gonna get into. Oh, me too. Me too. Chelsea, you were just telling me. Um, so our listeners know Chelsea's also an avid Bachelor watcher. Um, she also listens to various podcasts, um, like mm-hmm. uh, the Ben and Ashley I podcast and um, Here to Make Friends, um, both notable podcasts that um, recap The Bachelor, though they're different. Um, so, so it's kind of coming from your ear, ears or lips, I should say, Chelsea. Can mm-hmm. you sum up in a second, in a quick sentence, what you think about those two podcasts or what they kind of do? Yeah, uh, well, I just recently started listening to some of these podcasts because I had a lack of people in my life that were watching, and The Bachelor really is a a show that needs to be commented on. Um, It's like gossiping about your friends, but they're not your friends, and they're they're on TV to be gossiped about, which sounds terrible, but it does, it scratches that sort of itch, uh, so Wait, you I, have an itch to gossip about your friends? Is that what you're telling no, people? No, not about my friends, <laughs> but just to gossip in general. No, I know, um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And so, and so, uh, yeah, I was like, I, I need someone to, uh, to help me out here, and so I started listening to, uh, Almost Famous, and... Um, I think that that podcast is great for catching up with cast members Mm -hmm. um, and hearing a little bit about their experience um, post-Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise and uh, also a little bit of the behind the scenes. Um, And I also found Here to Make Friends and I love that because that's the kind of conversation that I would have with Adam, my husband, uh, about the bachelors sort of recapping the episodes, pointing out the things that were like glaring or things that were weird or funny or things that I thought were really, um, well done. So I like both of those for those reasons. Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. They're very different. Um, I think Ben and Ashley eyes um, naturally has a draw because they know all the people who are on The Bachelor, which, um, by the way, I know several people who've been on The Bachelor, so I'm going to get them on here, I promise. Um, 
I, I really am. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why haven't I done this yet? But I will get them on here. But uh, I also think that, um, you know, their podcast, they don't really criticize people because they're like being politically correct and everything mm-hmm. they do. So I'm constantly yeah. listening like, well, what do you really think? Or can someone yeah. say the elephant in the room? And mm-hmm. and with Here to Make Friends, well, I mean, first of all, they do say the elephant in the room, but they also yeah. are like really big on like feminism. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like, for me, just a little harsh, um, like how they can be so like polarized by certain males on the show. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, 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 sometimes I just, I look at the show as like, let me put myself, and maybe this is because I was an actor, but like, I like to put myself in the person's shoes, like 100%. Okay. Well, who would I be if I had their circumstances or if like I had their look or I had that presence, you know, and I'm putting myself in their shoes. Well, like is this a believable action for that person or is this person completely unself-aware? You know, all those kind of things. Like that's kind of how I look at people. So it's Mm -hmm. less, it's still critical and like, but I don't know. I hope I'm not a total Dia about it. No, no. And it's, and like I said about the gossipy part of it, (laughs) Um, I think that The Bachelor is a little tongue-in-cheek. They're not taking themselves too seriously. And so I don't want my commentary to be taken too seriously either. And my, like, you know, download and analysis of the episodes and the show as a whole, I want it to be kind of, like, fun and aware because that the show is, I think. Yeah. No, completely. So speaking of fun... Um, you know, we've done episodes one and two. Um, I do want to get on to episode three, uh, which starts with um, Jason Biggs and Jenny Mullen, his wife. Um, did you recognize them when you saw it? I did. Yeah. I did recognize them. And it's always funny to see the, the, uh, the cast, the, you know, the contestants recognize guests. Um, and... They're always so funny. Like, as soon as he takes off, like, they had to wait until he took off the mask on his face to be like, oh, my God. Right, I know. In my head, I was like, you guys were all too young when that movie came out. When American Pie came out, you guys were, like, really young. But it's okay. You watched it later. Um, But I don't know if you noticed, Charles. So, Jenny Mullen, um, Jason Biggs' wife. She's actually a huge Bachelor fan, and, like, she used to, like, be really big. This sounds really weird to say, but really big in the Twitter scene. Uh, You know, like, Donald Trump's really big in the Twitter scene. Um, And she tweeted about the Bachelor so much that they were like, well, this girl, like, loves the Bachelor. Let's get her on an after show. So then in 2015, um, because I totally recognized her, and I was like, hey, she used to be on that show. Um, Mm -hmm. so back in 2015, so they had Paradise, which would be like an hour or two hours long. Maybe it was only an hour. It was kind of short. So they'd have, you know, almost, you know, almost Paradise. So they'd have Paradise. It's not the song, but you know, the show, um, Bachelor in Paradise. They would have an Mm -hmm. after show called After Paradise. And Chris Harrison and Jenny Mullen hosted it. Mm. So she was a host. Uh, for like an entire summer commenting on The Bachelor and like what was happening with these contestants and they like brought in previous contestants who had been kicked off and interviewed them so it was almost like a live podcast it was a live after show Um, Mm -hmm. yeah and it was great I love that yeah so that she lasted a season and then they Mm -hmm. replaced her with Michelle Collins she's a comedian Mm-hmm. Uh, she did it with Sean Lowe. Oh, okay. Hmm. Anyway. Small thing to know. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought it was, it was a very believable, um, labor that they walked into. Stimulated labor. <laughs> with her little cut off, with her jeans. 
Yeah, a little ridiculous. Little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of think that, like, the the producers were, like, uh, stretching themselves. To, like, okay, so what is Hannah into? Okay, we mm-hmm. know she's into, like, making babies one day. Why don't we, like, scare the guys <laughs> off with that? You know? I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was, it was such great. a weird setup to do that in the yeah. first place. Um, mm-hmm. And the guys, like, sucked at giving answers. Um yeah, like uh, honestly, yeah, they I, knew very little about female anatomy, reproductive organs. Right. Uh, yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I mean, my notes are pretty much like it was messy. It looked messy and painful with the clothespins. You know, like the clothespins mm-hmm. on the nipples. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like I was like, mm-hmm. mm, that I'm not excited for. Not excited for breastfeeding. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, like besides that. I don't know. I thought it was kind of like a stupid date. And I just wrote like um, it was shocking that they didn't know that much about what happens when women give birth. Like that was pretty much the only Jed, thing I like had comment on. Jed, Jed kind of knew what was up. Did he? I think he got I think he got most of the answers right. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, on the other hand, now... Cam's a he joke. He thought the gestational period was two weeks. Mm. That's a joke. I feel like he's <laughs> such a joke of a person. So I just can't with Cam. We'll, we will get yeah. to him. Um, it's hard to know if he's just like playing some sort of game or if he is actually, uh, uh, you know, that, you know. That, like, ignorant? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't want to say... <laughs> It's okay. I think he's ignorant. I'm not really sure what it is, but we'll we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, so, poor guy. So back to Jed real quick. Um, mm-hmm. So on the date, he said to her, like, you know, now we're at the cocktail party and, like, okay, boring part of the date's over. Let's all, like, drink and hook up. Because that's what this is. It's like a college party. It's like, yeah. hey, let's get one girl and a ton of guys and, like, throw in the booze and, like, let's mm-hmm. all make out. Right? Good idea. Yeah. Now, I have heard that this season is a little different, that they have a two-drink per hour minute. Oh, yeah. They've, they've been doing that for a few seasons, actually. Ever oh, okay. since the Corinne and uh, Demario scandal in Paradise. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so they've been doing that. I mean, in general, I feel like people are less sloppy. Less sloppy. Oh, for sure. But you got to think about it. Two drinks an hour. I mean, but they can still have like eight drinks in four one date. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's the thing though. Like, I'm sure some of these guys are so used to drinking that like that's not that much alcohol, you know? Yeah. But for her, like, I can sense that she's getting drunk at some of these cocktail parties. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, good for her. Why not? Yeah. I mean, she's not sloppy though. She definitely no. keeps it under control. For the most part. That's true. That's true. So, I was going to say about Jed. I'll tell you what I think of him, and I'd love to hear your opinion. So, he, like, brought her up to the rooftop and said, our relationship is the most important thing, and I want to build that. And, like, again, I feel like every episode recap I've done, I feel like I'm always commenting that he says the most cliche things that are super obvious. Like, of course you're going to say, I like you. Of course you're going to say, like... Like, I don't know, this is hard. I don't know. Everything he says seems like perfect bachelor talk of, like, what you would say to get ahead. And not that that's bad necessarily, but I don't know. There's something about it that just seems like, again, like, cliche and not super genuine. And then he's like, oh, let's check Chicken Nugget off the rooftop and make a wish. And then, and ne- and then oh, I won't tell you what the wish is until I get a one-on-one. I'm like... I mean, I guess that's yeah. cute, but, like, it's also, I maybe I'm just judging Jed too hard, but at this point in the game, because it is a game. I mean, it's a game. It's a TV show. At this point in the game, I'm just not really buying what he's selling. So, that's my yeah. analysis on Jed. What are your thoughts? Okay, I like Jed. Now, I know that there's been some um questioning of his motives because he's a musician and sometimes it's a little weird um, mm-hmm. on this show 
But uh, can you say I think that he's who's a questioning cutie. his motives? Know. Did you wait? Are, where who's questioning his motives? I think that in general, on podcasts and people can be wary of uh, someone who's there to promote themselves, someone who's an actor or a musician, totally, or you know. Now with social media, everybody can promote themselves from this show. So it is kind of a mood point because everyone's going on the show for, you know, some more visibility, essentially. Um, but I think that he's cute and he could be like a good match for Hannah. You know, they're mm. kind of like both Southern. He seems like he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders and I think he's cute I don't know I, I just think he's cute that's I think that's the you're I buying it basically you're too. buying his I cuteness buy okay so you I, I'm, I am. I'm so glad I did not know <laughs> this before we recorded because I'm like listening to you say like oh other people are questioning I'm like wait did we talk about this because I totally have been questioning this from the You've beginning yeah of course like and I know you haven't listened to my other podcast because um, we, we talked about that before. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think I think the reason why he seems sweet is so something I said in the last or one of the podcasts I recorded that was that, you know, often actors and musicians are more in tune with their emotions more than mm-hmm. like the average human being. Yeah. And I can say that, like, as even as a woman, like, I have plenty of female friends who are not actors or models or musicians, and mm-hmm. they are significantly less in tune with, like, like, for them, it, like, hits them more of, like, a ton of bricks. Like, oh, my yeah. gosh, I've been suppressing those feelings. I had no idea I felt that way. And in my mind, I'm like, how did you not know? <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, anyway, we're all different. But, um, yeah. I just think he's in tune with himself and that's why he's so good at communicating like what he's feeling or what he's thinking um, and why he actually is in the moment. You know, I feel like his reactions are honest. So I don't I don't get that he's like a bad guy and like what he's doing is manipulative by any means. Like I actually think he seems pretty genuine. I just know that's reserved for Cam this season. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Jed's um, authentic enough. I just think it's, um, I don't want to say it's coming from a contrived place, but I think it, that's his natural state. His natural state is to be a romantic and to probably, like, enjoy sharing his thoughts and feelings with a person he's dating, even if he only goes on two dates with them. Like, I think that's just the type of person he is. So I Mm -hmm. think what to other people, like as viewers, we might see as, oh my gosh, he's really into her and he's like super verbal about things. I think that's just his personality. It's just norm. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. No, I know. I'm just not as trusting of it. We've just had too many musicians come through this show who like, it turns out they like, to some degree, want to promote their career. So. Yeah. I don't. But so wait, I've put him in the top four. Would you consider him top four material? Yes. Yes, okay. definitely. All right. All right. I, mean, I think the only person that she's had like real conversations with is Mike. But I mean, as far as what we've seen, and maybe Peter, what we've actually like seen, which is edited, of course. Like I don't know what they're actually talking about you know right but it seems like mike is the only one who's actually talking about real shit yeah so let's get on that go ahead but i don't know that they're that they're going to have that staying power like she Mm. might have with like because i would put mike in the top four but Mm -hmm. then again i feel like she it seems like from just where we are in this third episode that she probably is more attracted to Jed, ugh, Luke P, um, eye roll. That was, I just oh, man. We will get on that. See, you're eye rolling. And, I'm not eye rolling. This is so interesting. And 
Peter and like Tyler. Yeah, I have them Tyler's, as well. What's his name? I call what's him Abercrombie and Fitch model. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that they're probably more likely to go further than Mike, but that's just fine with me because I am hashtag Mike for Bachelor. Oh my gosh! Yes, me too. Yeah, I think he would make a great bachelor. Uh, Although he did a little shady thing with by, Cam. With Cam, yes, talking about the pity rose. But we'll, I, we can go in order. I'm yeah, sorry. no, it's fine. Actually, let's talk about Mike. Let's let's go back to Mike. So a few things yeah. to note about Mike. Let's talk about his good side and bad side. So mm-hmm. his good side. So they're on this, you know, group date, and he pulled her aside, and um he kind of shared with her that he got his ex-girlfriend pregnant and he said they had an engagement set is that am I recalling that right yeah it sounded like he was like very much ready to um to get married to her or do you think it was like he was gonna get married only because they were pregnant possibly right like I feel like it's kind of interesting he said that because I'm thinking Dude, if you were going to propose, you would have proposed. So to be like, oh, we got pregnant and I was going to propose. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. If you got pregnant and you were going to propose, then you get like, you find out like three months in even if that's, if that's that late, you know, and Mm -hmm. you propose the next month. Like you just do it. You go to a jewelry store or you buy her nothing and to tell her, you know, you want to marry her. So I just feel like that's kind of like a cop-out, personally. I mean, you and I both actually know someone, I won't speak of her name on the podcast, but we know someone um, mutually who recently had a baby and um, was not married when she had the baby, or I should say when she was pregnant. Um, She got pregnant with a guy she was dating, and they were still just dating throughout the pregnancy and then towards the end of the pregnancy he proposed to her so I just feel like that's tried and true if the man truly means to propose to you and marry you he will do it so I don't know I feel like what he's saying about himself is he's kind of like it seemed like it seemed like he had every intention of proposing they lost the baby they had lots of issues come from that and their relationship ended. It's that's what it seems like. So maybe if they hadn't lost the baby, they would be married right now. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of fishy. He also said like he wasn't there for her at the time, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. I and think that's some editing. You know what? That's actually a good point because maybe he was in the military, so it's possible that like. Because he was in the Air Force. It's very possible that maybe yeah. he physically wasn't present. And that's why. Oh. We maybe. should do. I should do a hunt on this. All right. That's. Yeah. That's a, that's a good possibility right there. It, it also sounds a little bit like he was maybe not there for her emotionally. Like after they lost the baby. Like yeah. maybe he was. You know. I mean that's traumatizing. And, it, and everyone deals with it differently. And. You know, it seems like he learned from it, though, and was being vulnerable about, like, I don't want to make the same mistakes I've made in my life. No, I agree with that. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I just, um, I don't know. I'm just, just, I think, so I think I'm treading lightly with him only because of the next thing that he did uh, with Cam. Okay, so, um... We can do the rest of the recap, but let's talk about what he told Hannah and how, if that's true, if that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, I recall that he told Hannah that he, um, he sat her down and he was like, he's trying to get a pity rose, which is not at all the words that came out of, um, his mouth. Mm-hmm. So, no. I feel like that was a stretch kind of what he shared with Hannah I mean I get the point he was like annoyed what he was doing and at this point the guy has like interrupted multiple people's like one-on-one times and he's been really annoying to every guy there so I understand where it's coming from that he wanted to pit um Cam in a negative light but Mm -hmm. I also think the way in which are the things he said 
it felt like a game of telephone. It felt like, hey, I'm going to, like, stretch what is the truth and let you believe that's, like, the truth. And I just, I feel like that's wrong every time, personally, I think, so... I agree. I, I think that this is a pretty common um, trope of the show where, you know, there's there's this, like, here's what she said, he said, whatever, to The Bachelor, because they're not in the they're not in the house and they don't see and they don't hear and part of me wonders if there's some coaching happening or you know maybe coaching is a strong word but coaching from the producers yes (laughs) yeah to like oh do you think that hannah needs to know this you know like i'm sure that might be like dropped uh here or there but also this feels a little bit to me like a tit for tat kind of like okay you came in and like interrupted me (laughs) <laughs> and Jonathan went in and, you know, took the, uh, took one for the team and, like, tried to humiliate, uh, Cam. But, uh... Wait, Jonathan? But, you know, like, wait, what did Jonathan do? Jonathan, last, last week, he, or, uh, when was that? Mm, no, that was this, that was this episode. Remember, Jonathan went in, uh while Cam was talking to her and, like, basically harassed him. Um, I don't know why I don't remember this. No, it's time. It's time for you to be done talking to her now. No, you're not going to walk her to the door. I'm going to take her right now. And she was just (laughs) kind of like, what is happening? Um, And I feel like he did that for Cam. I mean, for uh, for Mike. Kind of like, okay, you are being a douchebag. Yep. And, uh... My friend had some serious stuff to talk to her about, and you were just lurking in the corner, so I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine. You're totally and, right. I forgot about this. Yeah. So then I think, I think uh, you know, Mike maybe kind of felt a little bit like, you know, and he called bullshit on Oh, is that, I, yeah, I wrote down, Mike said story. BS, there are no rules of the engagement. Yeah. Oh, is that, and did I Cam think- say, like, you can't do that? I think that's what happened, right? Cam was pissed yeah. after that happened. He was like, yeah. And he was like, uh, okay, you can dish it, but you can't take it. Mm, nope. I'm going <laughs> to let Hannah know about what's going on here. You know what? I feel like that's it... That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. And we only saw, you know, and of course a they clip. added a little bit of that conversation. So we only hear him talk about Pity Rose. And then if, because she brought it up, because she said yeah. those words cam i don't know i and and maybe this is me just liking mike so much that i'm but here's the thing though i was worried about him doing this because you know i want him to be the next bachelor um and i felt like it was a little bit of the low road but hannah had a little bit of fight with her and you know she came to Colton a couple times and you know that he this seems like a kind of similar move for Mike to do that she did with Colton you know like I don't think that him doing this is necessarily going to make her look bad like think poorly of Mike yeah no just for like uh viewers I don't think it will taint their view. They don't don't like Mike. Yeah. Yeah. No. If anything, they love they love having the viewers have opinions about these people, right? Like Colton, people had like yeah. polarizing opinions about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Ari, people had polarizing opinions about him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's. I'm glad you brought up. <laughs> That whole thing with Jonathan, because I totally forgot it, because literally my notes went from Chris Harrison came in and said there'd be a football party during the day, to me writing, he did it again, ABC, always be Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that freaking slogan annoys the crap out of me. I'm like, yeah. dude, what no. the heck? Like, who talks, number one, in the third person? Tell me. I swear there has been someone else on The Bachelor who had a very similar thing. ABC. It was like something like that, but referring to themselves in the third person. I mean... But I can't remember... Not Corinne? Was, 
think so. It was maybe late. It was maybe later. It was maybe like more recent. Mm, or no, earlier, old, like long later, time ago. Uh, like maybe like uh, Caitlyn's season or. Uh, We'd have to go back I, and look. I feel like there was a weird. Like a guy or a girl? Oh, a guy, I think. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so if anyone's listening and knows what Chelsea's talking about, if there was a guy who had a slogan for himself, is that what you're describing? Like, yeah. he talked of himself in the third person? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was very similar to this ABC thing, Always Be Cam. All right, if anyone listening knows what Chelsea's talking about, please, please DM me. Again, it's Marilee17, if you forgot. Um, M-A-R-I-L-E-E. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I do believe you. I, it, it just, it seems very like, like every, I feel like a, this has been brought up a lot in podcasts and everything, and I'm like, this is like a, t- a typical, like there's always one person that refers to themselves in third person. There's always one and I'm like, I, I, it feels very familiar to me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't think of it the last two seasons, but I believe you. Um, I don't know. I just thought the whole date was really annoying. Like, as a viewer to watch, I was like, I get that the, like, producer just trying to create drama. But, like, I kind of just wanted to watch them have fun. Like, I wanted to watch them be in the pool and, like, see her sitting on one guy's shoulders and see another guy get jealous and then, like, see them play football and, like, get to see that side of her, like, the fun, goofy side. And mm-hmm. and then get to see, like, some other guys be, like, I don't know. I just wanted to see, like, how they interacted as a group with her. You know, like. Yeah, that, like. For instance, like, like, a, like, a Tyler and a Peter and Luke P all, like, close to her. But, like, are they talking to her like a friend? Or are they, like, all trying to date her? I don't know. It would just be, like, a crazy science experiment. And, like, they don't really show us that enough. They, like, truly try to separate these guys. So it's like, no, she's going to establish a one-on-one connection. When, like, I mean, that's not what's happening. They're they're obviously in group settings. So. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the cam drama. I want to see. Yeah, I I agree with you. I'd like to see how these guys flirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like totally. What's your game? Throwback to like you know high school and college, where you know there's like some sort of activity. It doesn't really matter the activity, but how and the the group dates typically are used for that. You know where it's kind of like oh I remember Colton. They played like beach volleyball or something once didn't they it was like you know it was just like a oh like just see them like running like like kind of loosely like how do they interact with each other i remember the beach volleyball i'm i'm recalling in my mind is um wills the hairy like Uh, la guy that's what i'm thinking of (laughs) what's his name um the hairy guy who has long like curly hair who's a stunt actor in LA and um Mm -hmm. not Jason who was who was the third maybe it was Jason Tartik no who who would that have been Wells dated it was Becca so maybe it was Jason Tartik I don't know but yeah, it was a three on three on one date, and it was Wells. Yeah. Um. Oh God, but that's the date I can recall. God, who was the third guy on that date? Who she kept? She didn't keep Wells. She didn't keep. Um. It wasn't like Blake. He was already like one on one in it. So I who were her right? finals? Her finals were Blake, Garrett, Jason, and Colton. Maybe it was Jason. No, I think it was Jason. Yeah, it was. And Jason had that awful hair back then, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he cut it. Car salesman. Yeah. Um, no offense anyway. to car salesman. Yeah. Chelsea, that wasn't um, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, like, I yeah, I want to just see the guys, like, throw her around. Like, who's going to be, like, picking her up? Who's going to be, like, right. like, hot, like, throwing, like, a... 
like an ice cube at her or like you know right i know luke's luke's gonna like be like over here over here no look at me (laughs) Um, let me let me so will tyler uh, let me put use you as my as my dumbbells and like push you up tyler be like hey you want to touch my my bicep that one's good too Oh God! I the thing is, if I put myself in her shoes at being twenty four, I would have loved this. I would have been like, "Oh yeah, oh my God, you want me to touch your arms and your butt?" I'd be like, like a giddy Mm -hmm. schoolgirl. Okay, but you know, one of those one of those guys is like, like Adam. His way of flirting with me was like to have this like heavy debate about something. It was (laughs) maddening. You know there's a couple guys like that, though. Where they're oh, like, for sure. Oh, no, I'm, not, like, I'm not, like, throwing her around or, like, you know, doing anything like that. I want to have, I want to be, like, intellectual and, like, flirt <laughs> by making her pick a side of a debate. Yeah, I don't, I don't go know. Go at it for an hour. I don't know which of these guys is that. Maybe I'll give it to Connor S. Because I don't know much of his personality yet. Yeah, but. I could see that. He might be the only one so far. So, okay. So back to the other men. Oh gosh, we could talk about these guys forever. So, okay. So tell me who you think the top four are from from viewing so far. Here we are, three episodes in. Um, you know what guys you think are the top four? If you think there's any dark horses, because you know you don't know who my top four are. You don't know who I think is the dark. You don't know any of my opinions at this point. <laughs> So, so tell me, you know, at the rose ceremony, I'll just like give it, give our audience the, the answer. So she, um, ends up giving roses to Jed, Tyler, Dustin, Dylan, Grant, uh, by the way, 30 and unemployed. I don't know how she is keeping him around. Um, (laughs) Luke P, Garrett, John Paul Jones, Mateo, Kevin, Luke S, Kevin, and that is it. So those are, and she said goodbye to Joey, Jonathan, and Cam. So actually, yeah, let, let's recap the end of the Cam thing and then let's move on. Um, how do you feel like the Cam thing went down? Are you happy he left? Do you think he should have stayed another episode? Um, what are your final thoughts on Cam? Um, so here's the deal. I don't think that she had a strong like feeling toward him. I think that you know, she kind of thought he was funny with this rap in the beginning and like, whatever. Now he's kind of weird. And she, he was never going to be the one she got engaged to at the end of this. Mm -hmm. So it probably was pretty easy for her to have like, to get an out, like to get, and, and maybe that's why Mike brought it up to her. He knows that she's not trying to marry this guy. So, here's a way to like he's I, honestly here's, it might have been him just like throwing her a bone like hey Cam said this <laughs> thing is weird you can just get rid of him now <laughs> uh, and I that's think that's so kind cool. of I think that's kind of how it went down but also she got she got a little feisty about it because like you know I think that she also wants to it seems almost like to me like like you know, the way you come into, like, a classroom in high school for the first time and the teacher is just, like, laying the ground rules. Like, don't try to, like, walk all <laughs> over me. I can hang. I'm going to call you out on your bullshit, okay? So don't even try. And I feel like she came into this like that. Like, uh-huh. you guys, like, I'm not putting up with it. Like, just so you know. And... Uh, and I think that it's been really fun to see her have moments where she can, like, really put this into practice. Because I think this is, like, where she shines. Where she's like, mm-mm, no, don't, it's my turn. Like, <laughs> here's what's going down. I, I love it. She did that with Luke P. A You're couple so times right. And I think that it's, I think that's great. And it also follows this arc of her, like, kind of coming into her own and knowing what she wants and expressing it and feeling comfortable being, like, a strong woman. Totally. Well, I'm actually really glad you said that. I I love the way you articulated that. That was 
really well thought and said. Um, and when you say it like that, <laughs> she reminds me a lot of Demi. And it makes perfect sense why they're friends. And I, I know that uh-huh. our viewers don't know, but you and I both are obsessed with Demi. So I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad she's shown up like a couple times. I know. Yeah, I know. And I can't wait to see her in paradise. I mean, they'd be fools not to put her there. So oh, yeah. we're just going to assume she's going to be there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah. But um, you're right. It's like, I think maybe that's why with Colton, she has such an odd kind of personality because mm-hmm. she's such like a girl's girl. Like she's not really like a guy's girl. I mm-hmm. I feel like she's like really good at like having friends yeah. and like being mm-hmm. fun and being like a genuine girl's girl like to her girlfriends. And so she's mm-hmm. not when in that situation where she was with all these other girls, she wasn't going to be like Kaylin and be catty or try to like run someone under the bus she was like no I'm gonna run my own race and I'm gonna do the best that I can and try to pretend Mm -hmm. that whatever drama she had with Kaylin didn't really exist and like I Mm -hmm. I don't know I think I remember thinking watching that entire season like literally every episode like I believed her I never thought I never thought she was the problem I always thought Kaylin was the problem same same. And it was so annoying watching it and they were pitting it like maybe they both are the problem. Maybe Kaylin's, yeah. maybe Can is the problem. And I was like, no, this is such a joke. Like, how does anyone yeah. ever believe this this Kaylin girl? She's kind of like Regina George. Like, she's mm-hmm. horrible. Who, by the yeah. way, if anyone's listening and is coming to New York soon, go see Mean Girls on Broadway. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, Back to the top. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, uh, okay, let's talk about who you think her top four will be. And okay. what are your final thoughts on these guys? Because that's all that really matters at the, at the end, right? Who her final guys are. Yeah. Um, I think the final guys are going to be like Jed, uh, Peter. I think she's definitely got a thing for Peter. Um maybe Connor I don't know I kind of feel like Luke P is imploding a little bit he's just gonna like he's gonna dig his own grave so you think he's gonna leave before the final final four I think so Mm. I think so um but I don't know you never know. So then They're who else would be the final four? Um, I don't know. I feel like Tyler is like, I like him, but I think he's a little too, I don't know if they have, a, I don't know if there's enough substance for her with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Mike will make it that far. I don't know though. So, yeah, it's, are there any jars? Because I feel like there's, there's like, also a handful of guys that, like, just haven't gotten enough screen time. I don't know their names, really. Like, I don't know <laughs> much about them. Yeah. Um, are there any dark horses that you would predict? I, I feel like it's going to be Peter. Okay. Interesting. Why, why do you think Peter over the other guys? Um... Think that he has that sort of like I I think that she's kind of like a like an adventurer at heart, um, and I think that she likes the idea of like someone who uh, can just like th- put her in a little jet and fly her anywhere and like oh so they're always gonna and he it seems like he has like a nice family and they had a very hot and steamy makeout. Um, this episode, so I, I don't know. I think that she kind of, I think that he might have a like a little bit of everything for her, like the steaminess of Luke, but also like the potential of like good conversation and like a full life after um, that she might have with like some one of the other guys. I don't know that she's not as attracted to. Like I think he's like a like a like he's not too hot, he's not too cold, he's just right in the middle that's fair yeah just boring enough 
Yeah. I, I personally <laughs> think he's kind of, like, boring, but, you know, well, I already found my guy. You did, who ironically was a pilot as well, so, I mean. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, our life has been an adventure, but he's never just, like, thrown me in a, in a jet and taken me places. Oh, wow. That's what I thought it was. No, I'm just kidding. I know that he doesn't but do that. I don't know. What are the odds that Peter could actually be, like, does he own that? I don't know. Maybe no, he flies for Delta. He's like a normal guy. And according yeah, to, yeah. well, Andy and I discussed this, and he says that uh, pilots don't make that much money. And I was like, really? No, they like, don't. How much do they, they make? Don't. And he was like, the max they could ever get is like 200 I think yeah. like the max. So, like, and if you think of other like, careers, like... Lo- your work-life balance is, like, you're gone for, like, two weeks, home for, like, a week, which is kind right. of fun, I guess, but, like, also, I don't want that. No, and I'm sure, like, not many wives want that, like, raising a family, so I agree. Um, you might be able to fly Delta for free for the rest of your life, but... <laughs> right. So, I did a little stalking, actually, speaking of Peter... And I watched, like, the ceremony where he was, like, in- inducted into, like, Delta. And mm-hmm. he, like, was his parents. I don't know why he was speaking. In my head, I was like, when people normally get a certificate, they normally walk across stage, get the certificate, and then other 100 people do it. Or the 50 people or whoever. However many people are in his class, right? Like, if you, if you mm-hmm. even think of, like, your, your husband graduating and not graduating, but, like, he was in his own little flight class. Like, he had a flight, like, separate of his college graduation. He had a flight school graduation. But he wasn't Mm -hmm. the only one. So, anyway, Peter was, like, standing up there with his parents, giving a talk and, like, thanking his parents and saying, like, I wouldn't have been here without you guys. And, like, he started to tear up. And that's Mm -hmm. when I knew. I was like, he is bachelor material because the man can cry. Yeah. <laughs> the man can cry it if he can get emotional. Yeah. I think there's some people wanting him to be the next bachelor if he doesn't win. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see. So I had pitted um I've kind of changed around who I take my, think my top four four are like twice. Mm-hmm. But um I should say initially I put my top four as um Luke P. So, I kind of did it also, too, based on, like, geography and age. So, she's 24, Alabama. Luke P. is 24, lives in Georgia. Connor S. is 24, lives in Dallas. Um, And I could see her getting down with, like, Southern boys, which they both are. And they're her age. And then Jed's twenty, only 25 and lives in Nashville. And then Peter is 27 and lives in California. So, those who that's who I picked for her top four. Um... I just, from what we've seen with Connor, I feel like they have a chemistry, too. Um, mm-hmm. So much that, like, she doesn't even feel the need to, like, talk about it a lot. So, I feel like that's a relationship that's going to progress later on. Um, And then I put, like, other guys who will go far. I think Tyler C., as you said, will go far. So, he could be in the top four, maybe. Like, sub out one of my guys, and it could be one of these guys. It could be Tyler C., who's the Abercrombie-looking model. Um... Mike, who we both want to be the next Bachelor. Garrett, who, again, I don't know how far he'll go, but I think he'll go far Uh, enough. He's the guy from Birmingham. Because I think she will want someone who she's, like, familiar with. Like, familiar with, like, his background, his lifestyle. And she is much more in common with a guy like Garrett, who is, you know, from 45 minutes where she's from, than she does with, like, say, a random guy from Chicago. Right? So, yeah. I could see her, like, keeping Garrett on for that alone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I also put as the dark horse either Dylan or Mateo. So, Dylan... Dylan's just mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. He just has he the coiffed hair. He's very attractive. I'm not sure if they'll have chemistry or not. And then, um... Mateo... I don't know. He's really quiet. But he's the one who ate all the bugs after one of those episodes. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and I just think he's cute, and he could be, like, kind of, like, the dark horse, at least storyline, that, like, oh, yeah, he's still around, and, like, maybe she's not obsessed with him, but, like, somehow he didn't get eliminated yet, 
you know? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's where I'm at with these guys. Um, I do want to hear, so you hate Luke P. I just want to cover that for a minute. And then yes. I'm going to get to my Michelle Money, where are they now? Uh, but, yeah, tell me what you think of Luke P. Um, Luke P. is just a little too much. In my opinion, I think that he's, uh, I think that he's got a lot of growing up to do. I think he feels like he deserves something. Uh, maybe he didn't really have like a great, um, example of like a mutual sort of relationship to model off of that I think she is looking at for her life like she is very strong she's opinionated she wants someone who's going to give her like what she wants which is sometimes it's space sometimes it's you know like support sometimes it's like come over here and pick me up and like toss me around because I'm like girly you know what I mean it's kind of a little bit of both and I think he's feeling like she wants me I'm going to smother her and I want mm. her, and that's why she wants me. Instead of like, oh, I want to figure out like what makes her tick. You know what I mean? And with that, Chelsea had to leave. Uh, unfortunately, her husband came home, and <laughs> we had to get off the phone. So uh, I just want to thank Chelsea again. Thank you so much for your thoughtful um, words and opinions on uh, this week. And... Um, also on these guys, I think she really made me think about Mike and about um, Luke P. specifically a lot. Um, you know, I've listened to a few other podcasts uh, since our conversation, and I have seen a lot of people really don't like Luke, so I might be in the minority here. Um, I would love listener opinions on Luke and Mike. Um I think they're both semi-polarizing characters thus far. So um, please, please uh, message me and let me know what your thoughts are because it's it's really nice to kind of get a consensus of what Bachelor Nation is feeling. Um, you know, and if we're appreciating these people or if, you know, what they've shown us thus far of their personalities is um, too polarizing that we dislike them. Uh, you know, uh, obviously going back on what Chelsea was literally just saying, you know, Luke should respect as it should any man. Um, if a woman asks for space or ask, you know, Hey, I don't want to see you right now. A hundred percent. A man should respect that. Just like a woman should respect a man. Uh, when, uh, he asked that, uh, I just, I sense from him and maybe this is wrong, but I sense he thinks his job is to be bold his job is to pursue because she's made that very clear. Like, I want a man to come after me. I want a man to be bold. So I think he thinks in his mind, he's doing exactly what she wants. Like deep down, she wants him to come into that private room where she's having um, um, a camera interview and she wants him to, you know, interrupt that. And she wants him to interrupt other dates. So I think maybe Hannah just needs to be really explicit with him. And some of you might listen, he might be like, well, she already has been explicit. But I don't know, maybe he doesn't get it. You know, maybe he's just like a little dense right now. Or he just thinks, well, she's saying that, she said that once, but I know she does like me. I don't know. I, I could just, I, what I'm saying is like, I'm giving him grace because I get it. Like if, if he starts offending her multiple times over then I will realize, wow, he's really not self-aware. But at this point, I think he's still self-aware. I just think he is doing things how he assumes she wants him to act based off of what she has verbalized. So, um, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, life's tricky. And sometimes we do things and, you know, it comes off well and other times we don't. And when we make mistakes, we have to apologize and, and move on. But... With that said, it is time for our uh, segment on Michelle Money. So, um, 
Anyway, I don't know if you guys if you guys know too much about Michelle Money. Um, recap. So Michelle Money was in um on Brad Womack's season of The Bachelor. Um so ironically, uh the season Michelle was on with Brad Womack, that was his second season being The Bachelor. So Brad was the Bachelor years ago, um, and didn't pick any wo- women. Um, Deanna Pappas was one of his two runner-ups, and then she became the Bachelorette soon after. Um, but so then, several years later, in 2011, um, Brad was the Bachelor again, and at this point, he had gone through a ton of therapy, and so he was, you know, hopefully more suited to be. Um, or to find a wife, and Michelle Money was one of his contestants, and she was the villain of his season. She was, without a doubt, you know, <laughs> on the ITNs, like, in the moment um, interviews that she did with all the producers. She was hilarious. I mean, she was really, really witty, and um, I don't think we have any witty guys right now, and I I don't feel like we had that many witty women in Colton season. So she was like one of those people that comes around and you're like, yes, you're so funny. You should be a comedian. Like she was such good entertainment. Um, anyway, he kicked her off, you know, I don't say early, but she was not in like the top four by any means. So Michelle Money left Brad Womack's season, the 15th season of The Bachelor. And by the way, we're in the 15th season of The Bachelorette right now. Um, Clearly, Mike Fleiss, the uh, executive producer of The Bachelor, doesn't really show full equality uh, men and to men and women. But anyway, so Michelle Money then came back for Bachelor Pad, and she became really good friends with Graham Bunn, if you remember him. Um, he now, anyway, another person, but he does like radio for um, country music now. But he was on several Bachelor spinoff shows as well. And then she came back. Um, So then Bachelor Pad, I think we had two seasons of Bachelor Pad. And then they started doing The Bachelor in Paradise. And so she was on the first season of Bachelor in Paradise and won it, so to say. Um, She um, got engaged to Cody. Or actually, you know what, if I recall, I don't think they got engaged. I think they just left together. So anyway, Cody and Michelle were publicly a couple for about a year. Um, Mind you, he was significantly younger than her, uh, you know, by several years. But they seemed to be in love, and uh, it was kind of a quirky uh, setup to begin with. But, um, you know, they they were very, like, affectionate and lovey-dovey. So they were together for quite a while. Then they broke up, um, and... Fast forward to now in 2019, for the last three years, she has been dating a pro golfer, a Canadian pro golfer, by the name of Mike Weir. And um, Mike has a pretty successful career um, playing golf professionally. He's um, played in some of the top tournaments, including the Masters. Um, So yeah, Michelle is on her own. She has found love again and hopefully for good uh she has also been in a few movies um she uh has her whole like um she started marketing um doing makeup professionally so she had been uh, a makeup artist before and so now she does these things called money talks where she has women um it's like a facebook group and it's you know like a class that they take and they learn how to do their everyday look. So, um, yeah, so Michelle Money offers her Money Talks class. She also has been doing um, some acting work um, on the side. And then she also, for a time, was a, a news anchor um, in Salt Lake City, where she is from. So, um Anyway, if you want to know more about Michelle Money, uh, you can find her online. Um, obviously, you can Google her. But uh, her Instagram name, if you're curious, is it's um, Michelle Bunny. That's it, Michelle Money. So, you know, no one else had that name, thankfully. 
<laughs> anyway, um, so go follow her. She's awesome. Um, for how notable she's been in the Bachelor franchise, she doesn't have that many followers. She's around like 223,000 followers. Um, but she's gorgeous. You'll see her. You'll recognize the face. Um, she's a beauty. She will be beautiful. She will be beautiful when she's like 85 years old. Um, and anyway, that's Michelle. So I love her. I think she is so smart and poised, witty. You know, I could go on. The woman's, uh, She's one of the top people. And I know Chris Harrison loves her as well. So I hope we can see more of Michelle Money, maybe as an anchor position in the future. Um, I could definitely see her being some sort of news anchor for the show. So I hope we see more of Michelle Money. And with that, this concludes episode three of The Bachelor Seasons 15. I'll see you guys next Monday. All right. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.